I'm Mitchell Tinley and welcome to Triple MMA. On today's show, UFC 284 in Perth takes a massive blow. We sit down with an Aussie who is about to complete the biggest comeback in UFC history, plus all the fights to look forward to this year. But first... Did you know the earth was flat? What did he just say? Well, it's not. But UFC fighter Bryce Mitchell's IQ just might be, as he's accused our featherweight champ Alexander Volkanovsky of ducking opponents on his way to taking on Islam Makhachev for the lightweight championship at UFC 284 in Perth at RAC Arena. That's right, a man going up in weight and is taking on the toughest challenge for Australia since Optus versus the Russian hackers. We won't just do better will do best. Bryce Mitchell has gone on to say, No, I can go knock Alexander Volkanovsky the f*** out and get $10 million. And I'm tired of him talking about there's no other contenders. He ain't fighting the toughest That's what's up with him. He's getting the easy fights. These contenders are taking each other out. That's what's going on. But then again, he's also said this. I'm here to call out Joe Rogan for talking crap about me and talking crap about my mama. Me and my mama will tell you right now this earth is flat, okay? And I can prove that. I would love to debate you, Joe Rogan, because I'm tired of you making fun of flat earthers. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Speaking of Alexander the Great, he's looking to become Alexander the Greatest, perhaps ever, as he looks to become just the fifth concurrent double champion in UFC history by taking on Khabib Nurmagomedov's protege and new leader of the Dagestani army, Islam Makhachev. Send me a message, like location, location, I'm gonna come, whatever you want, doesn't matter. This bout as previously mentioned, will take place in Perth, Western Australia. And if the former middleweight champion and Volk's city kickboxing teammate, Israel Adesanya, is to be believed, he thinks the Aussie can get the job done. A gun to my head. I could bet, honestly, I could bet my whole house on it. I believe it. But then again, the man has plenty of them. So maybe don't bet yours. UFC 284 took on a John Jones-sized blow over the break with another former middleweight champion, Robert the Reaper Whitaker, being forced off the card and his fight with Paulo Costa cancelled after an alleged contract dispute from the Costa camp. I need more money. Paulo did, in fact, Costa too much. Yeah, I... I really apologize for that one. As it was reported, he was after $1 million. $1 million. Despite only being offered his contractual $70,000 to fight the Australian. I've got to feed my women. Robert Whittaker broke the news on his Instagram page. G'day, everybody. I'm sure you've seen the media and the rumors going around right now about the Perth card, and I'm, it's upsetting to say, it's very upsetting to say that they're, they're true. The the fight with Costa has fallen apart. They gave him the new contract, from what I understand, to, to take the fight, and he still didn't take the fight. But one man that will get to see the bright lights of RAC Arena is none other than the King of Perth himself, Jack Della. Who recently picked up the ESPN Rookie of the Year. ESPN? Holy shit. After officially debuting in January of 2022, Della has achieved what most men would try and avoid and notched up three first-round finishes in under three and a half minutes. Ew, gross. Continuing the party, the 26-year-old Aquinas boy has stepped up to take on 14-fight UFC veteran Randy Brown... I thought this was America! ...on home turf... I'm sorry, I thought this was America! ...at UFC 284. Now, before we go into our chat with the man that spent a record 1,239 days on the shelf, Tyson Pedro, let's take a look at all of the fights happening in your backyard. 
Eternal MMA is back with a huge card coming up with their very own Champion vs. Champion showcase for a massive fight weekend on the eve of UFC 284 with Rod Costa stepping up to take on the featherweight champion Justin Lockjaw Van Hidden. While Justin is not just looking to retain his belt, he seeks to avenge a TKO loss he suffered to Costa just two years prior. We also see the return of Alden Bates, who we haven't seen since his devastating KO loss to Jack Della back in 2020. Working in the kicks well. Oh, nice. Oh! That's some slick commentary. Tickets to the event are available at Ticketmaster or visit eternalmma.com. Hex Fight Series is shaping up to be one of the best cards of the year in their return to Melbourne with a four-title fight card for Hex Fight Series 25 on Feb 24. They'll be crowning their first ever women's champion twice with the strawweight and flyweight belts up for grabs in a promotions first. Could we also see the crowning moment of phenom Cody Haddon? And if the rumours are true, Kit the Killer Campbell could be set to defend his welterweight crown. We'll dive into those stacked MMA cards more in the coming weeks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we move into our main event of the podcast with UFC fighter and budding contender. Tyson Pedro is an eight-fight UFC contender who's recently come off a devastating series of injuries that had him out for a promotion record 1,239 days. In this chat, we cover the dark times he went through, who and what pulled him out, the incredible, unique upbringing he had, along with his fight aspirations and even his recovery from being stabbed by his very own father. Tyson is taking on Min Yang Zhang at UFC 284 in Perth, Western Australia. You can see that all live on UFC Fight Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyson Pedro. Joining me on the line right now, UFC fighter Tyson Pedro. Mate, welcome, first of all. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, for people that can uh, obviously listen to this, uh, hopefully on uh, the Listen app, if they're not already, I uh, do suggest they do so. But they can see the video version as well. And I've got to bring up uh, what a strategic shirt you've got on. I'd like to say it was strategic, but this is pretty much all I wear. Once you make, once you make a beer friend, brother, that's all you wear. <laughs> how, did, how did that come about? Like, is that is that something? that you're like when you got into the UFC you're like nah you know what I really want the belt you know what I want beer brand uh no it didn't happen like that at all. <laughs> like uh um I got injured I was pretty much doing nothing with my life and uh stuck in stuck in a rut and Ty was like um uh, bam bam another UFC fighter for if you don't know him if, if, but uh uh he was like do you want to make a beer 
and I like beer. So that's pretty much um, what I've done with everything in my life. I like something, just have a crack at doing it. Tied to us, of course, you just mentioned uh, heavyweight, uh, absolute like pop culture, like just banging down yeah. the shoeys. Everyone knows him for that. Um, are you guys related in some way? Uh, he was with my sister, so um, he had the baby with um, my sister, and yeah, that's, we've got a nephew. So, so. like f- family, yeah. so you oh, you guys had a, a podcast at some point in time, didn't you? The half cast yeah. podcast. Yeah, I can say that right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you good. That's the point of it, bro. That's the point of it. So we're, we're hoping, um, uh, yeah, we're, we wanted to try and start that up again. Obviously, you know, doing a podcast, it's not that easy when you've got to um, get him punched in the head every day. So. Yeah, uh, we we'll try and figure it out, uh, and but we're just never in the same uh, same place to be getting it done. Yeah, that's like uh, it's like now I feel weird when I'm like, hey, want to watch the Log Boy? I'm like, want to watch the Nick Giannopoulos uh, f- film? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, all that political correctness is for me. It's, 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 getting a bit out, it's getting a bit out of hand. They took some of my favourite words. <laughs> well, mate, you, you brought up the point of uh, of the beer company, which kind of happened, I'm assuming, during your, your layoff where you probably spent a, a fair bit of time uh, drinking the said beer. Um, how does it go having, I think you? it's the longest uh, layoff in UFC history. It was four years, 12 yeah. Uh, sorry, 1,200 days. Uh, yeah. First of all, as a, as a fit man in his prime who essentially lost four years of that, how does that play on you mentally? Um, oh, obviously, I went through my role, uh, like ups and downs, brother. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I fucking went through shit times just like anyone else. Uh, um, we all go through hard times, I'm sure of it. But uh, there was, uh, like, I guess a lot of people that were there that stuck by me to get me through. Um, I still feel like I've got to get Shogun back for those four years <laughs> they took away from me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I started, I, uh, I met some good people that were teaching me how to do businesses. And I, um, so I got to open up um, restaurants and stuff and try different things. So, And I had a beautiful baby, uh, my daughter. So, you know, sometimes uh, like a lot of the times with my life, you think it's going to be the worst thing and then end up some of the best things come from it. So yeah. Uh, uh, as bad as it was, um, I, I, I know it was meant to happen for a reason, and I've come back with a completely different mental attitude and fortitude uh, to be able to get through, and I know I'm a better fighter because of it. So it all, all worked out. Now, if you don't mind me asking, and, and once again, feel free to to not answer it if you don't want to, but how dark did it get? Uh, oh, man. Like, um, like, it obviously got bad. But um, drinking doesn't help. Uh, I was, some of the times you're sitting in a dark room by yourself, um, you start secluding yourself from everyone. Uh, um, I, I try, like even my wife, um, she's she, like, I'm going from doing something that I love that's uh, creating me to be the best version of myself. And then I'm uh, three, three or four operations and I'm just in a hole sitting in the cast in bed. And uh, it's just um, sitting there with your thoughts. Uh, I did a lot of things to try and work on myself and you're still still going through all of it. So I think uh, it was probably harder for the people around me seeing myself, uh, seeing me sort of uh, not being my best self and um, not listening to them. And them. I always knew that I was going to be back fighting. So I, I knew that no matter what, even how bad it got, I was going to be back there. But it's hard to tell other people that uh, um, that's the case when they're seeing you not being your best self. Now, you, you kind of already answered it, but how, how close did you come to actual retirement? Did it did it cross your mind at all? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> not really. Um, there, was like, uh, two, there was like two points where I was like, fuck, am I going to get back? 
And that was more of, I think the question was more whether I'd get kicked from UFC for not fighting for so long. Um, and I think that was more of the, uh, the thought process because I always knew I was going to fight again. Like there was, there was no doubt about it, but for everyone else, I had close people to me, family telling me to retire, but, uh, I, that was never an option for me. Well, that was the thing I wanted to ask as well is there were, there were reports around, it was 2018 when it happened that, that you did get cut and you're saying you, the UFC didn't actually cut you? Never. Uh, man, I don't know if they lost my sheet like under one of the filing cabinets or something because I was like, I've, I saw people getting cut and I was in the background like, are we are we good? So uh, I, I was, um, I don't know, someone blessed me with that. But um, yeah, I was uh, I was amazed myself. I, I even had media with people to go on, man, I think I might get cut and stuff. But uh, uh, um, props to the UFC for keeping me and believing me and I'm thankful for that. And uh, yeah. I was glad that I got to show that I was uh, supposed to be there. Yeah. Was there any benefit to like not getting cut? Because for people that would know that you get paid per fight, is there like a, do yeah. they give you like a base sort of allowance? Like, is there, what's the benefit of not being cut? Fuck no. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, mate, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, yeah. I was broke out here. No, no. I'm lucky, lucky. I had good sponsors. I'm lucky. My wife, she she was already knowing, teaching me how to deal with money and stuff because I had no idea how to deal with money. So, uh, um, yeah, I had good people around me, good sponsors, and um, yeah, obviously just. Um, making it work. Uh, my, yeah, it's just, just I, if I put it down to the main reason I, we survived that, it's probably my wife. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the like UFC fighter Tyson Pedro gets you like that $5 more on a PT session than like former. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Oh, killer PT sessions. <laughs> because, because, because no credentials. So if anything happened, I'm like done. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, like, I don't, I'd like, even if I saw you fight, I'd be like, mm, but he's like former UFC. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, was, he's all right. He was low level. Yeah. Well, like, and, and this is the thing. It's like, so just to like recap it, there was three knee injuries that, did you get misdiagnosed? Yeah. Was it poor surgery or what, what happened? Uh, so the first one I did hamstring and uh, uh, in my – so I tore my ACL. They um, put the ACL back together uh, with the hamstring. The hamstring was uh, – I'm told that it was in the wrong tunnel, so I pulled the wrong way, retore it when I came back to try and fight. Uh, then during COVID, I uh, did my meniscus, and then they were pretty much like, you have to just have a full knee reco again. And then they did like a loop place where they take your IT band as well. So yeah, that was that was after 12 months of recovery. So I was deep in it at that stage, and then I had to make the decision whether they do a quick fix, and they said it'll probably tear again, or I restart the whole process again. And um, that was probably one of the hardest choices I've ever made, um, just 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 deciding because I already, already had already known what those 12 months look like, yeah. and it was not good. <laughs> so to um, to make the decision to know you have to go through that again, like yeah, that was pretty rough but um, I'm, I'm glad I made that choice. Did the second time did you attack it different mentally? Well the first time I was like straight away like like yeah let's get after it I'm going to be in the gym <laughs> doing this every day. Second one I was like man that's pretty shit eh? I don't know if I want to go back to the gym. Third one I was like fuck this I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out just hopefully the leg goes just cut it off I'll do like uh, something else. 
Yeah. As a guy that, you know, you've been in martial arts for a, a really, really, really long time and you've been, I don't know, like I know you work hard, but like athletically gifted, I say to the six foot three good looking man. But like, what did you have to like, did it really set you back in terms of like, man, I actually have to take these years off my life. I'm, I can't even recover I can't even recover well. No, I think it was a good thing. I think it was all meant to be. And um, I feel like uh, the fitness and recovery, like um, I'm, I'm in better shape than before, before for sure. Oh, and like without a doubt. And like I feel and better, like my body feels stronger. The knee feels strong. So uh, I would say that, um, yeah, it's all meant to, meant to be. I will, I will say this, like I don't plan on being in the cage after like 36, like 37. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm fully aware of the short lifespan of MMA. It's like uh, I think that changed a little bit after having my daughter. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I plan on having a big couple of years. Is, is it the title? Is it, is it money? Like what motivates you? Oh, the title for sure. Like I wouldn't even be in, I, I, I would, I've already told my wife, if I didn't plan on trying to train to be number one, then I wouldn't be fighting at all. It's like, if, you, if you're not planning on trying to get to the top, it's like, it's not a, it's not a very good game to be in here for money. It's like, you'll get, you'll get your head punched in if that's the only thing you want to do. Speaking of money, I mean, you're a, a Penrith guy. Uh, you see, obviously, some NRL players uh, walking around a fair bit. They get paid a, a fair chunk. Do you think that mm. the money for MMA is, is where it should be or where it could be or, uh, like... Obviously, you see a lot lower guys. Obviously, yeah. if, obviously, being a fighter, I want to get paid more. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's like that's, a, that's no doubt. Like, do I want more money? Yes, would yeah. love it. It's a weird question. Uh, but so, but, yeah, but so, but so does everyone. Um, uh, I mean, I was in the red in my first for my first three camps, so it's not about money for me. It was like I I, I flew over to Jackson's, went to America. Um, I was in the red first three camps, so uh, I know it's not about money. It's um. Uh, but yeah, obviously, and it's uh, UFC is a place where if you use your platform, look at Bam Bam. Yeah. If you use your platform, it's like that's that's what um, being in the UFC allows you to do. Is that uh, is that why you're in New Zealand? Because the US dollar like is better than the Aussie dollar. <laughs> 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 hey, New Zealand's New Zealand's dollar is not too good at the moment, I guess. But uh, <laughs> petrol prices aren't either. So actually, they've gotten better. But um, yeah, New Zealand's really growing on me. You got a knee, you got a new knee, mate. You just run everywhere. Like, <laughs> when it, like we're talking about like NRL players. Uh, quick question: uh, Which NRL player could beat you? In what? MMA. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> are there any? Look, I know that they're the tough guys of like the Australian sporting world, but is there anyone you go, man, they do all right? Well, man, I've spied Gallon. Gallon goes all right. Uh, like, obviously, I'd destroy him on the ground, but um, <laughs> like, uh, Fafita's, <laughs> Fafita's tried to, Fafita and Dugan have tried to arc up to me before, but I've seen them punch, so there's, <laughs> that's a no deal. Um, Man, there's there's obviously some swinging, and the, you know what? Uh, the the um, NRL guys are crazy strong in wrestling. Yeah, like yes, and it's like you got six guys coming at you from all different angles. Oh, that's, not <laughs> what, that's... mate. No, I'm clipping yeah, that, uh, yeah. and that is yeah. the promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's NRL guys. Uh, so the, uh, no, um, the NRL scares me more than fighting for sure. How many games and stuff like non-stop, mm. like tra- every week? It's like we fight once every three months. 
Yeah. Like they're playing every week. Like that in itself is there's a toughness to it. So how's um Penrith Panther uh, Nathan Cleary going in the MMA if he if he was to jump in there? Come on, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, I'd assume that he'd have a good chin. <laughs> oh, you're lucky, mate. <laughs> that that comment now beats the last promo, so I got to push the uh the six guys out. <laughs> He's the man. I love it. I love Nate. He's good. He's good quality. Now, I've got to touch on the fact that, like, when you were in your darkest times, you, you did uh, state that your father, the, the great John Pedro, uh, was one of, the me- one of the men to get you out of it. Um, and, of mm. course, that's what every loving father would do but then i need to mix it in with he's also the same man that would spar you and has knocked both your teeth out can you explain the relationship to uh, i don't want to say a normal parent-son relationship but to so many people they they don't understand that disconnect i I don't either like (laughs) we should probably see someone about it like i don't know like to be honest I've been I've been trying to figure it out for 31 years, but uh, it's a love hate relationship for sure. No, uh, um, no, I love my dad. We uh, we've obviously gone through some uh, bad stuff, but so has everyone. Like uh, everyone's got their rough story that they've been through hardships. Uh, I've only been knocked out twice, both times by my dad. <laughs> 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 Touch wood, but uh, it's just. Um, you know, when kids were growing up, kids kicking the footy around, we were choking each other out. Like, fighting's in us. Uh, that's why I am where I am today. We've always been fighters, our whole family, my sister. Oh, I was going to say my little brother, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, my sister's a gangster as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, just... Uh, also, uh, like... I guess Islanders in general, Pacific Islanders, are known for getting a few hidings. So, <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's a maybe a, a bit of cultural thing. So we're we're all trying to be better. Did you did you have a choice in a career in fighting at all, or was it just like dad's going to whoop you for free? You may as well get paid. Yeah, no. So dad didn't want me to fight at all. Oh, really? I, I'm like, yeah, I actually got a big hiding for telling him that I was going to fight really? against his world. <laughs> yeah, he wanted me to go to university. So um, yeah, uh, that that didn't go down well with my dad. So it was it wasn't until I made the UFC because uh, remember when he was uh, coming up with uh, uh, mixed martial arts, the king of the cage days. There was no money. Yeah, and like you're you're just getting like your body destroyed. Dad's got like dad's got so many injuries and not getting paid for it. So it wasn't until they saw me get into the UFC that he was like, "All right, you did it, son." And then he was like. I yeah. think that was the first time he said he was proud of me in my life. So that was that. That was pretty sick. <laughs> I, like how, I like how he said three camps. You've been in the red. You've got a new knee. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Dad, I, I did exactly what you yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah no. it's going, it's going so well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. And I've got, to, I've got to touch on. I know you've touched on it a thousand times, but he accidentally stabbed you with a knife. Please just yeah. recap that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're playing the flinching game. I don't know if anyone <laughs> plays that with their family, uh, where you try and make your loved ones flinch, and if they don't, you punch them. Um, and then it just escalated, went to chairs, and then Dad used to do this trick with a knife, where he'd throw it and catch it with the other hand. But obviously, with age, you get a bit slower. Missed it, went straight into my chest. So. Yeah, it wasn't a fun day, but I also wasn't allowed to tell my mum. So, <laughs> so we're like, we'll keep that one quiet. It was like, I'm, and yeah, I got, I actually got in trouble for that because I was the one that started the game. 
is uh, is is like the great John Pedro is like being scared of your mum. Is that the is that the biggest is that his biggest rival? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now I'm also going to ask a question too. What are the chances that I could potentially chat with him one day? Oh, for, yeah, easily. Yeah, for sure. Oh, sick! Because yeah. I, I feel like everyone is going to want to talk talk to that man. And like you said, he is one of the the pioneers, if not the pioneer, for bringing mm. um, MMA to Australia. How do you feel with that? Like, do you, you obviously wear that that very proudly. Yeah, for for sure. Like that's why um like we came up with James Tahuna, Brad, uh, a lot of guys that started the MMA scene in Australia. But uh, um, it'll be interesting if you get him on because everyone will go, man, he's so lovely, <laughs> joking, like. Yeah, <laughs> people grow. <laughs> it's like everyone says the same shit. They're like, your dad is lovely. Like he never did any of that stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I must have just made it all up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this, this scar. This is a scar here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's great. Now, um, mate, just uh, heading into obviously your, your next fight. Uh, what what's like, what are you doing differently or a sort of same, same team, same guys? Like what can we expect you going in? Um, I'm better. So that's, that's always good. Like, uh, um, just growing, growing as a fighter and person It's like, I just imagine if I knew what I know now as a, like, as a 20 year old, when I was about to come get into the UFC. So it's, uh, it's always crazy. I uh, looking at it like that. The, the camp here is crazy. Um, the uh, training at City Kickboxing with these all of these badasses. I've been loving being at this gym. It's like I'm a small fish in this in this gym, and I love that feeling. Like I, um, yeah. So it's a it's a humbling humbling experience uh, when you go, especially in Australia because we don't have any mega teams. Yeah. So it's like um yeah. So I'm that UFC fighter guy. You know what I mean? It's like um yeah. it's very humbling, and I really enjoy being in a gym where not only they've got UFC fighters, they have the top one percent. They've got the champions in the UFC. So uh, I've I've really been enjoying uh, being around that sort of energy. You guys been the advanced class? <laughs> Oh, I, haven't, I haven't got into the advanced class yet. <laughs> I just imagined you with like the mums from Box Fit, like, yeah, nah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still on the Thai boxing. Hopefully, one more camp and they'll let me into the advanced class. <laughs> oh, mate, absolutely love it. Uh, before I let you go, um, I really appreciate the time so far. I just wanted to ask, like, when this is all said and done, how does Tyson Pedro want to be remembered? It's a good question. Uh, to be honest, I, I, like I've been thinking about it a bit lately. I don't. <laughs> After I retire, brother, I'm out. Yeah. I'll, I'll be on my. I'll be. I'll be on my ranch. I'll be with my animals. Like cut off from society. I don't want to hear about no one's dramas. <laughs> I'll just be riding my horses. Like with my with my family, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> uh, mate, absolutely love it. Best of luck for everything in the future. Um, and I'm I'm gonna chase your father. I'm gonna get him on this podcast because I, I can't wait to hear that lovely man. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thanks, bro. And there you have it. What a great man. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Of course, if you want to get involved in the show, uh, hit up Triple MMA uh, underscore on Instagram or all your other social pipes. Um, and please do check out the listener app if you aren't already. Uh, there's loads more content on that from 
so many other different people. Uh, thanks for supporting the podcast so far. Uh, and if you want to see what you've just heard, uh, they'll all be up on YouTube, uh, TikTok, and, and all, all that other stuff on, on Instagram. You can find anything else you need. Uh, and if you want to hear more of this or less of something, uh, do let me know. Do get in contact with me. Like I said, find me, Triple MMA, on all your social pipes. Uh, this is, of course... Uh, this is, of course, your podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for the first ever episode. My name is Mitchell Tinley, and this is Triple MMA.